All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 80 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week and every week, Tyler Erlinson, and I'm joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And producer Alex Smith. Can I be a fantastic producer too? No. <laughs> no. Can I get an adjective? No, no, no. We are fantastic co-hosts. Yeah. You are. <laughs> Let me be. A, give me an adjective. Questionable <laughs> producer. Guy gets promoted to producer two weeks ago, and he's already looking for another one. Yeah. yeah. I just want an adjective. You'll get one. You already might have so like many words to begin with. I gotta yeah. say producer, and, yeah. and then your name. Oh, it's a lot. You might yeah. get a different adjective. <laughs> that's every a lot. Week. That's two yeah. words. Yeah. Big two words. There. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Tyler's happy. You can just remember our names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Another miserable week in the NHL yeah, for, well, for a few teams. For a few teams. Hey, all of our teams. Hey, all hey, of our teams. Yeah. The yeah. Canucks won actually, twice. Actually, no, you're right. Every single one of our teams. Yeah. Fuck the Canucks. Yeah. They have a terrible record. Yeah, they, they have a terrible record throughout the season, but this week, they're two and two. So oh, that is fair. There is a, or, oh, sorry. Um, two, one and one. Oh, there we go. Well, we will dive right into that. But before we do so, let's take it away from a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast, and every week, is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. Yeah, and this week, in lieu of a fake sponsor, uh, we here at Vancouver Boys Studios just want to acknowledge the fact that this month is November. November is and always has been an incredible campaign ran every November to raise awareness for men's cancers and, more broadly, men's health issues. As men who have all lost men in our lives too early, Movember is a campaign that we fully support. And should you choose to make any sort of donation, you can find the link to their website in our bio on Instagram through our link tree. And we all got the mustaches going too. Yeah, we do. I got a bone to pick with a memes guy. Oh, yeah, he yeah. ruined you, man. Yes, I need you I need it to be known that I had a week late start to this. <laughs> and that picture was freshly taken off to the shade. That, that yeah. was tough. So, oh, so to clarify how that happened, a, a, a couple... No, no. A, what? Oh, man. I'm just thinking about the picture. It's hilarious. It's so oh, yeah. Okay, but... So, <laughs> you so dirty. I was so choked when I saw that. So I hadn't brought it up with the guys yet, but a couple days into November, I said, all right, let's you know, let's coordinate this. Let's actually grow out our mustaches. And everyone was on board right away. It's a good cause and we're all behind it. And where I miscommunicated was I said, okay, everyone shave and we'll do a, a picture of the mustaches tonight. But because this was a few days into the month, 
me, Jake, and Tyler shaved everything except for our mustaches. So we had, you know, probably three, four days of growth there. Alex went clean. He shaved absolutely <laughs> everything. So where we're all at like close to a weekend, yeah. Alex just said, I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. So his his before picture is uh, it's not authentically good. Cl- oh, yeah. yeah. I'm the only real one. Yeah, maybe by next November, <laughs> you'll have something there. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's a lot of talk. Yeah, That's Tyler, it. we got to talk about this too. You, oh, you yeah, went yeah. with nasty pedos fast. Not, not <laughs> only did you go with handlebars, you've got like what is this in the middle of your chin? Well, I gotta shave that. It's just grow yeah. back. He's got yeah. the he's got the Chris Rock uh, facial hair going right now. Oh, or yeah. not Chris Rock, uh, Kid Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. I, I can't think of Kid Rock. Yeah, I thought Will Smith smacked the shit. <laughs> he <laughs> smacked it right off his face. <laughs> right off his face. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, yeah, he's right. You do look like Kid Rock. Oh, <laughs> even better. Get the aviators. Before we get into the Canucks news, how about a big shout out to the Blarney Stone? Holy crap, what a post-game location that was. Yeah, it was a fun night. Yeah, that was a wicked night. Yeah, from what yeah. I remember, it was a great night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, let's not even talk about the Preds game at all. Let's just yeah, jump right I into agree. the post game there. What? Do you, how much were those shots again? All right. So I got yeah. No. Eight, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Talk about the game. Fuck the game. Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get to the game. Will be better. <laughs> I had. I got eight shots and a double. Crab, Captain and Coke. Elite drink, by the way. Great drink. 30 bucks, which is yeah. a really good deal in Vancouver. Oh, that's just <laughs> stupid. It, in yeah. the, it that seems you, like a good deal anywhere. If you I bought, so. if you bought just the drink at the game, it would probably cost you about yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. A double, a double crown and Coke yeah. at the game was uh $26. Yeah, exactly. So then he, then we walked down the street by the same thing, plus eight shots and yeah. it's the same price. Yeah. It's wicked. And the night was a blur after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Those man. drinks were strong, too. Oh, those did not man. feel like doubles. Yeah. Those Dude, felt I like him quadruples. those doubles, and he had, like, the shot glass above the cup, did his two shots, whatever, poured it in, splashed the Coke for color. He yeah. Didn't drink. It was like a 90-10 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the band that was playing was insane. They had yeah. the place going really well. Haven't been much of a fan of live bands and bars, but yeah, the Barney Stone. It was a good night. Yeah, good dude, night. they were Highly playing recommend. Taylor Swift, and everyone was going nuts. <laughs> but it was like rock Taylor Swift. It yeah. was it was insane. It yeah, was so they much did fun. a good job. Yeah, it, it was like listening to a punk rock band sing songs that were not punk rock, but they made them punk rock. Yeah. It, it was really cool. No, it was awesome. Shout out to the Barney Stone. All right, Jake. No, oh, finally. <laughs> Holy okay. shit. Let's talk about the uh, Ottawa Senate. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went to the game on Saturday, and oh, man, it was a fun game. It, I have to admit it was, despite the loss to what is quickly becoming my least favorite team in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was a rough game. Oh, yeah. They were at each other's throats. It was great. Yeah, it, it was really fun to watch. It, mm-hmm. it was entertaining hockey start to finish. It really sucks that the Canucks blew a three nothing lead, though. That was that was quite unfortunate. Yeah, the Canucks exploded to a three nothing lead in the first period. Yeah, got me my early payout. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just after that, kind of just took their foot off the gas, as they always seem to do. Yeah, they also, put their foot on the brake. <laughs> I just I want to talk about this from a Preds perspective, and then we can dive into the Canucks. Uh, Jordan Gross, a uh, defenseman for the Nashville Predators, got his two first, well, his first two goals in the NHL that night. So big congrats to him. 
Um, Who's this guy think he is, Austin Matthews? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Nah, he would have had four. Yeah, no, because the yeah. Preds actually won that game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but Fuck. seriously, though, like, that, that game was so much fun. High octane, you know, big comeback, great goals, great pressure, you know, shootout. What more can you ask for? You know, it was a great night. Well, I, th- I think the shootout is what had a lot of Canucks fans asking for more because yeah. there were three. Well, there was three Nashville shooters and two Canucks shooters. Other way around. No. No, no, no there no. was two Canucks shooters. There was shooters. only two Canucks shooters. Oh, Horvath. right. Because, because Horvath decided shot. not to shoot. Okay. Well, <laughs> technically, Pedersen didn't shoot either. He tried the Forsberg. Yeah. Which, which, would which have been I have to admit, he's never missed before. Yeah. Every time he's attempted it, he scored it. And this time... While I know Jake would love me to give credit to Nashville's goalie, Pedersen just slid the puck wide. Yeah, he just ex- overextended his stick and and put the puck wide. And he he knew right away. He looked right up at the rafters. He was mad that he missed that. And Miller's shot was horrible. Yeah, which surprised me too because Miller in the shootout has actually been very successful for the Canucks. Almost every time they've used him, he he's found the back of the net. He he does this thing where he comes in from the left side of the boards kind of walks his way in and he seems to have limitless options when he does that. He can shoot, he can deke the goaltender. He, he's found, a, he can even try to go five hole. He's found a lot of different ways to go about this. This one, I don't know if he just misfired it or if he panicked, but he just put it right into the goaltender. There. I think UC Soros gave him something and then took it away. What, his chest? <laughs> yeah. Was the only thing on the ice was that guy's little bread basket. Yeah. yeah that he was shot it right into it. Speaking of Soros, though, he had a rough first period and then made 32 saves on 32 shots after that. Yeah, yeah he really picked it up after uh, scrimmaging in the intermission with the Timbits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what I'm confused about, just to go back to the, uh, the shootout a little bit, mm-hmm. how do you not put Kuzmenko in? Yeah, he's definitely earned a spot. In well, the, and he, also he has, but there's so have the no, other three guys. But there's no tape on the guy for shootouts, at least in the oh, NHL. That's a good point. Yeah, that's like, not that's, that's such a big thing. But, as people like, oh, this guy has like this movie likes to go to. This guy has this movie likes to go to. But th- the thing is, like, it, this would be different if we were talking about a shootout that went, went like five or six rounds. It didn't. It, it was three shooters, so you put in the three guys that have some proven success at it, right? Maybe if it had gone another round. Then you bring Kuzmenko in. I, I don't have a major problem with that. Is Horvath good at shootouts? Not really. He's like a yeah, 23% shooter. Yeah. I feel like, Tyler, you might actually have a little bit more insight on this with TJ Oshie, right? Like yeah. that guy. It's fantastic. He, right, but he's been doing shootouts for like 15 years, and yeah. they still go back to him. Well, because he TJ Oshie does something different every single time. He'll come in, he'll give you one thing, and he's going to do something completely different. He'll, he can come in, rip it five hole. He can come in, dance you. He can come in and just rip a top corner. Right. Nothing. So, it's never the same. So even though there's tape on him, there's still no book on him. No. Because you don't know what he's going to do. And no, exactly. And he's got good hands in around the net. And he just has that IQ for shootouts. I don't know what it is, but he's just a, an absolute beast in shootouts. And Horvat, Miller, and I mean, I'm not going to put Pedersen in this group because he's got phenomenal hands and he kind of scores yeah, quite he, a bit. He also tries a lot of different things. But yeah, but those two, they pretty much go to the same thing, or at least they start exactly the same way. Yeah. They come in the same thing. So you have an idea of what they're going to yeah. do. Miller has different finishes, but he, he's making the same move to get in there. Yeah. So if you can learn how to defend against that, you can stop the puck. Well, and Saros is a very fast goalie. So Miller's last second move isn't going to work as well when he's coming yeah. in so slow because Saros is just going to be able to recover. And then he shot it right at him anyway, so it didn't matter. 
But I don't know. I think you give Kuzmenko a shot. He had a hat trick in the game before. He scored in that game. Yeah, he was on a hot streak. His his hands are nuts. You give him a shot and see what he can do. Nobody, like Alex said, nobody's got a book on him. You just let him go. All right. Question. You guys have one person. You either die if they don't get the goal. Wow. Or you get whatever. Uh, they have to score. And one this, shooter. This is any player in the NHL? Any player in the NHL, who are you taking? Current player. Current player. TJ Oshie. Trevor Zegras. Zegras? Mm-hmm. I hate this, but I'm taking Patrick Kane. I'm taking McDavid. What are you guys talking about? I'm taking TJ Oshie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I guess. I, I would say, I think like, I'm perfectly granted in taking Trevor Zegras. Yeah, I guess. There's no real bad answers. Yeah, like McDavid... And Kane, I would say, have pretty similar hands, right? Yeah. Like, you, you could really split hairs and try to go into which one's better. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're going to get mostly the same results. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but, so, speaking of good hands, who I wouldn't pick is probably Bo Horvat after that attempt. Yeah. But, now that, obviously, he's a much better player than that. He is still top five in the NHL in goals right now, and we're 13 games into the season. He's but, second. Is he second still? He's second still. Oh, he's, wow. Well, there you go. But, Two behind Connor McDavid at time of recording. Uh, the, the reason I'm putting emphasis on this, because I, I feel really bad for him, is that he clearly felt pretty bad too, because did you guys see what happened on Instagram after yeah. this? <laughs> so some random jumps onto Horvat's personal Instagram feed and comments and says, you owe me money because I bet that either, I don't know what the bet was, if it was that we would win or that he would score. I, I don't know what it was. But he made a bet, and because Horvat did not score that goal, the game ended and we lost. Horvat responded to this and said, send me your info. Yeah. Now, the difference is I think most people are thinking, oh, that's nice. He's going to pay him back. I think Horvat's going to track him down and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the uh, Montreal Canadiens game before the game, there was a fan that had a sign-up, and it was like, I don't want ninety-one fifty from you. I just want a puck. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> Because that's how much money the, the oh, guys it was losing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know. Well, if you're bidding ninety one fifty on Bo Horvat, okay, that's probably what he yeah, would have won. Oh, okay. I, I don't think he actually. Yeah, like, I was going to say that much money. That's already a mistake there. Yeah. Either way, I, I felt pretty bad for Bo after that because that's obviously not the kind of player he is. You, no one looked at that, rolled their eyes, and went, "Of course he missed." Yeah, like no one expected. It's that. tough. Like yeah. they're in such a bad. Like if they were like a winning team that happened, it's like. Okay, shit happens, whatever. But the fact that like they're doing so bad and then that happens, it's just like a cherry on top. Yeah. They blew a three goal lead and then they choke it in the shootout. Yeah. Yeah. So but like I was saying though, the Canucks have gone two one and one over the last four games. So you know, there there's some stuff to be happy about there. The problem is the quality of teams they're playing. And I'm not just saying this to dunk on Nashville, even though I think it's kind of funny. But yeah. the ducks, the predators the Senators and the Canadians are not good teams right now. They are not good teams in the NHL. That's where you really want to get three wins out of that. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and they didn't. They, three zero and one would have looked real good. They managed to beat Anaheim, but Anaheim is quite literally the definition of a tanking team. They are designed to be bad, and they still let Anaheim score five, five. goals. Yeah, no, they they let Ottawa score four goals. Yeah, they got run out of the building by Montreal. They let the Preds come back from a three-goal lead. Yeah, e- even though they're getting points, this is not a stretch that has invoked any confidence in the fans at all. 
So what do we do? Do we trade everybody? A couple firsts and a prospect for Demko? Well, the, to me, this has to... Horvat, see you later. Besser, see you later. Clean at, house. At this point, you have to look to the management and say, what is your plan? Are you know? Are you still in win-now mode? Because that's what we were in in the summer, right? And we locked in Miller to that huge contract. That's a win-now mode contract. You could even go back to the last regime and say when they traded for OEL. That is a win-now contract because you know those are going to age poorly. So you have a small window at the beginning to win. So what my question to management is, wh- which direction do you want to take this? Are you still win now? Are you retooling? Or are you saying, we have no confidence in this group. They don't trust each other. They can't hold a lead. Big pieces are moving out. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think the way to show that they actually do care about this team, and no matter if they want them to take the next step and become a contender, or they want them to tank, they need to make a trade. We've all been talking about a big move, whether it's the trade, whether it's firing Boudreaux. Like something's got to change for them to show to the fans that, yeah, we care about this team. We want something to happen. Yeah, I would agree. And specifically, it has to be defense. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I know they just brought in Ethan Bear. I believe that was last week. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Right? I, I, I realize they got him for cheap. They got him for a fifth-round pick. That's great. He's not fixing this defense, right? It, you look at the fact that OEL and Myers are a pairing. They're the two veteran. They're supposed to be the leaders on that blue line. They're a pairing together, so they're not even mentoring anyone. And they're terrible together, right? Rathbone is finally out of the press box, but the poor guy has to play with Ethan Bear, and they're not a good pair for each other. They're both offensive defensemen. One just came out of the AHL. The other just came out of the press box. That's a recipe for disaster. We have one okay pairing, and that's Shen and Hughes, and that's it. Beyond that, big changes need to be made. And those changes are expensive. So management basically said that if we can't get a deal done with Horvat, uh, the best thing for us is to trade him at the deadline. Well, it is. 100%. Should they just bite the bullet and trade him now? Uh, I think his value is at its highest. I don't hate that. But what's the return for a guy that's on the last year of his contract who's having a career year, but it's only, what, 15 games into the season? A first and... But we don't we don't need first. Okay, how we about this? Players. How about this? We package no, we package Demko. Oh fuck. Oh Jesus. And Horvat. <laughs> for Rinsky and Line. <laughs> I'm no, gonna no. it doesn't matter <laughs> how you end this. I'm gonna eviscerate you. <laughs> to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Bowen Byram, a prospect, like a, a top tier pro, like maybe like a new hook, a first, and maybe a second or something. So Spencer Martin's just the starting yeah. goalie now. Yeah. Bowen Byram okay. is the most overrated defenseman in this league, or according to you guys. Like you guys think these, he's this like top four with potential. I think he like, has potential two. to be a top four easily. Like, I don't know. Like, we can't keep taking these risks. Like, we need good, bona fide defensemen. He's like 23 years old, if that. Well, what you two are looking at is two different things. Alex is looking at a win-now mode because then you're right. You're never going after Byram. You're looking at a Chikrin or, or a, a yeah. proven defenseman. If you're looking at firsts and Bowen Byram, that's a rebuild or at least a huge retool. It's a heavy retool. The bigger thing I want to focus on here, though, is the, the notion of trading Demko, okay? He has, I'm not going to mince words here, he has been terrible to start the season. He has been awful. 
He's let in minimum two goals in every game he's played. He's only won one game. He is being outperformed by our backup. But you cannot lose faith in him this quickly. Remember Patterson last year? Everyone until almost Christmas was on the trade Pedersen train. Everyone was saying, get rid of him now while we can. Well, look at him now. He's maybe been the best player on this team, other than Horvat. I'm just saying because his trade value is so good, the Canucks aren't going to win with with him. Like, we're not going to win in the next couple of years. This team looks a, horrible. I think it's a little bit deeper than that when it comes to Horvat because the big thing with Horvat is that they can't afford to re-sign him. They don't have the money for it right now. Right. So it makes sense to move him. Whereas last year, Pedersen's on a few-year deal. It doesn't make sense to move him. Horvat's value is really high because he's having a career year, like Alex said. Yeah. And there's not this like long, you know, contract that they're going to have to fit into a salary cap on another team moving forward. That's why I don't think it's a terrible idea to look at moving Horvat to a team like Anaheim in exchange for Klingberg. The Canucks need defensemen. Anaheim has the cap space to re-sign him. I think that might be something you look at. You might need to fill in the gap with some picks or prospects here or there on each side, whatever. But I think that a move like that would help the Canucks fill a spot that they've been missing. And you're moving him for something that can help you win now if that's what you're really looking at doing. I I see where you're coming from, but I think we could get Klingberg for something other than Horvat. Personally... I don't think Klingberg fixes our team at all. Again, Klingberg's I, I an offensive. He's an he offensive helps. defenseman. He, we don't need been, that. He's been atrocious. He's going to be like an Oliver Ekman. Well, he's Larson. playing on Anaheim. He's, How good do you think he's going to be? Well, I mean, he looks bad. He's injury prone. Well, he, he's even, already been hurt for also. First why half would of the season. why would Anaheim want Bo Horvat? Yeah, he's a bit old for their core. Yeah, they also have Zegers running the first line center, and then they have is it Troy Terry running second line? Some they've already have like their top two centers, right? Yeah, they they have a pretty set. Yeah, top. Ryan yeah. Strom, that's who it is. Ryan Strom. But I, I also like yeah. We don't Klingberg, in my opinion, is like a Oliver Ekman Larson, except he's on a one year deal. So it's kind of just I like, don't know. I th- he's a lot better than million. Ekman Larson, but still, like we don't need that. We don't need another offensive defenseman. Right. We need somebody that's going to stay at home, like the Bowen Byram. Like he is another potential to be like a Quinn Hughes, like a small offensive defenseman. We need like a a two-way or a defensive defenseman. Yeah. Like a a better version of Luke Shen. I I would agree. But I I do agree with Jake that like we do need to trade Bo Horvat for a defenseman. Here's the thing though with Horvat is that I know it's going to be expensive to re-sign him, but I could give you a laundry list of players that I think that this team would trade before they even consider trading Bo Horvat. I think you'd have Brock Besser gone. I think Connor Garland would be gone. I think, I mean, Miller's just untradeable as much as they would probably like to do it. He's not going anywhere. Hoaglander would be gone. I would even go so far as to say they would trade Pod Colson before they would trade Horvat. Any mix of those guys can get you the same return that Horvat could get. Well, I I, I I disagree. Oh, if you bundle, say, Hoaglander and Garland together... I no shot no chance. I think you could. No, I, I disagree. I the problem with this team is this management doesn't care about Horvat. This this management hasn't been there for all the years of Horvat. Horvat's been there. They're just like, okay, how do we fix this team? We can't afford him. 
I heard rumors that he wants $9 million and nothing less. There are there are rumors like that floating around. And if that's true, yeah, you're right. I, I would say trade him too. That's the thing. He is a, he's, right now, he's playing like he's worth $9 million. But he he won't he wants nine million at term and I don't see him keeping that up for seven years. But we said that about JT Miller. Let's let's talk to let's talk to Horvat. Let's try yeah, let, let's just call him <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, Bo, no, we have Bo Horvat no, on no, the other me, line. <laughs> let's talk to him. Bo, we need to trade you. We need to get a bunch more pieces to help this team, and we want to re-sign you next year. So just come back. That's not the worst idea. <laughs> if, if that could so somehow if figure if out. he's a rental, yeah, and then he just re-signs with Vancouver. But then, but again, you're still banking. That's we'll give no, you this, it, it won't happen because we'll first of all, C-back. I, I was gonna say he's the captain right now. So what are you saying? Oh yeah, just go away. We won't have a captain the rest of the year, and then we'll make you captain again next year. Yeah, no, it, and you just did everything for this team. You got us more stuff, and then you came back, and now we're ready to go. That's real captain material. Year there. two. It, as much as I agree, that would be captain <laughs> and, and material. We, That's we, not happening in the NHL. We send him to a contender where he can go get a shot at winning a cup. Then why the fuck would he ever want to come back here? Well, if he wins a cup, then he won't need to win another one. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's yeah. not from here. Like He has no tie to here besides getting drafted. Let's just don't send him to a Canadian team. I hear Florida calling. Florida likes to trade with Vancouver. They do, actually. We do a lot of trades with them. Yeah, Magic <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they're not making that trade. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, want that, want trade, that anyway. trade either. What team do you think we've traded with the most? Florida or Anaheim. What about Arizona? We, I think we've only no. Done we like haven't one traded trade. a lot with them, but the trades we've had have had a lot of pieces in it. Oh, uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I would also say probably Anaheim or Florida. We seem to do a lot of deals with them. I yeah. think we've claimed the most players off waivers from Toronto. We've gotten a lot of guys that way. Our whole roster last we year. We got Levo, Josh Levo. Jimmy VC, that's the big one right there. Yeah, um, notch player. And I'm I'm forgetting one here. Oh, uh, Dermot. Or yeah. no, did we trade? No, Dermot? we traded for. No, Dermot. we traded. We traded yeah. for a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's the third right. that we got from for Havnik. Right. And then oh, Travis Boyd. Right. Yeah. Though. Th- yeah. We claim a lot of guys off waivers from Toronto. Yeah. Well, that uh, that seems like a pretty goofy thing. I just. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. What were you gonna say? No, I just had a really good idea. Okay. But no, we can go to Goof the Week. Okay. No, say your idea. Uh, what's the rushing defenseman that's huge? That plays tram- with- tram- Yeah, that's who we need. Oh, he needs to come. Oh, back. he's the solution. Yeah, eh? he is the solution. He's fucking, I think NHL he's a right shot defenseman. Unproven a Russian player with all the Russians we've got. Yeah, we made Big defenseman. He wouldn't even sign here. That's okay. Now that's he why will. he went back to no, Russia. We, now, we said Kuzmenko even- and Vasily. To go over there and party with him a bit. And, and Mikheyev. And, yeah, and Mikheyev. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well, back. Oh, that's yeah. crazy because we tried that with Nikolai Goldobin and that didn't work very well. The Canucks don't even have Trampkin's rights anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's but okay. I don't think anybody he's, does. He's a, yeah, he's a no, agent. yeah, he could play yeah. anywhere. But so, there's a reason he's not playing in the NHL. He doesn't want to. Yeah, but or, now. And with, or he's not good enough. Now with so many other Russian players on the team, maybe we're just going to be Team Russia. <laughs> what a goof that's right welcome to my segment <laughs> the biggest goof of the week jesus man. <laughs> and uh this is the part of the show where i go and i find a story that involves a player team coach organization whatever what have you and uh bring that story up with the guys we have a chat about it and this involves a player a team an organization a gm everything you can imagine 
Oh, I know what this is. Yeah, I bet. I, I bet I know what I'm this is. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what this is. I don't know what this is. Oh, if you've been watching the news, Hell the yeah. hockey news at all this week, you'd know what this is. The biggest goof of the week is Don Sweeney. This guy signed. So Don Sweeney is who? For those who don't right. know, right? Don Sweeney's the GM of the Boston Bruins. Oh, there I we know go. What this is. It just there clicked into place. Yeah, the wheels are motion. Wheels are in motion. So Don Sweeney decided. That because the Boston Bruins are really good right now, and they have no prospects in the pipeline, he's going to go out and try to sign some young guys. Fair, fair logic. Fair, fair yeah, logic. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So, so Don Sweeney decides that he's going to go and sign the most controversial young hockey player in the world right now, Mitchell Miller, to an entry-level deal. Well, Mitchell Miller, you see, he was drafted a few years ago by the Phoenix, sorry, Arizona Coyotes. Um, but was very quickly um, renounced by the team. Yes, I believe they renounced his draft rights, yes. making so, him essentially a free agent. Exactly. Because it came out that Mitchell Miller was, in the in the media they've called it bullying. It was abuse. He abused oh, yeah. uh, another young, young boy uh, growing up to the point where he was expelled um, and this boy has been irrevocably scarred by the situation. Um, the, and the so, boy, I, I just want to point out, is also disabled. Yeah. Th- this is not just like, you know, ah, your buddy in class that you take things a little too far with. This was just straight up bullying and harassment. Yeah. So anyway, so this Mitchell Miller kid, basically what he did is he treated this other young boy, I won't use his name, um, as his personal pet almost um this the young boy that he was abusing was uh black and uh his he was adopted by white parents and so he basically told this kid that his parents didn't want him and that's why they put him up for adoption he called him my little n-word and had him kind of follow him around and clean up after him um apparently he would he would hit hit him and punch him and 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 just bully him relentlessly to the point where he eventually got expelled the thing that he did that's gotten the most attention is he took a, a sucker and he wiped it in the urinal of the bathroom and then fed it to this other kid. He ended up having to get tested for like HIV and hepatitis and all these other Jesus diseases. Christ. Like it's just off the rails, right? This kid tortured him quite, quite honestly. And the like it goes even deeper because after Mitchell Miller was expelled for whatever he did to this kid, his friends picked up the abuse and kept abusing this kid. So he went through a lifetime of all this. Anyways, that's just the preface for the story, okay? Because it, 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 there's more to it. So the Bruins signed Mitchell Miller. And I think as part of an effort to kind of cool the situation and make it look like it wasn't a big deal, um, Mitchell Miller's parents went on and started talking about all the stuff that Mitchell, Mitchell Miller did to try to you know, ease tensions and kind of downplay the situation and, and fix his wrongs. Well, all he did was send the kid an Instagram DM saying, I'm sorry. Not really what you want to see from, you know, this level of abuse. Anyways, so the kid comes out with his own statement a few days later and just details everything. Talks about all of this awful stuff that, that he had to go through at the hands of Mitchell Miller. And so... Now, looking back on it, we can see that this signing that the Boston Bruins GM Don Sweeney made 
may lead to him getting fired. Yeah. If this isn't the biggest goof of the week, I don't know what is. Even though I like to keep it silly, this has to be touched on. And I think Don Sweeney has has really done damage to his career and his reputation. Yeah, I would say this is not really the goof of the week. This is kind of the goof of the year, if not maybe worse than that. This is one of the biggest mental mistakes I, I think I can remember an NHL GM making, and that is coming from a Canucks fan. But my God, like, I, I don't know how you overlook that and think, oh, you know, we suck so bad that, or we, we need prospects so badly that we're willing to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not only a bad look on the Bruins, that is a bad look on the NHL. It's a bad look on hockey culture, which there have been a lot of efforts to improve over mm-hmm. the past few years, especially. This yeah. is 10 steps backwards yeah. to, to see a kid like this come anywhere near the NHL in, in despite of everything he's done. Yeah, and I mean, you can you can kind of tell when Gary Bettman came out and said that like there was no way that he was playing in the NHL. Which yeah. also didn't really make sense of how the Bruins were able to sign him without Gary Bettman knowing. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I thought that, like, it would go through a process of where the NHL would have to approve a player or something like that. Well, I guess I should mention the contract was voided. Like, he's not... Yeah, it, yeah, it, but, yeah, but he was, like, about to or something like that until yeah. Gary Bettman voided it or whatever. Well, I, I guess the thing is, is even if Gary Bettman said he can't play in the NHL and that, that comes out after whatever... The contract doesn't guarantee you can play in the NHL. It more just guarantees your ownership rights yeah. as well as some. You're part of that team. organization. Yeah, exactly. Which so. is crazy because it's the Boston Bruins we're talking about, like one of the most historic franchises in the NHL. Yeah, an original six team. Yeah, and it's just crazy. And now the players are having to answer questions about this guy, and like they don't they don't want to talk about this. Like they're on such a good tear right now, and now it's just now they're not even talking about the fact that they're playing good or anything like that. They're talking about this kid. Where it's just like you, uh, you can kind of tell that nobody wants to like have to answer these questions or talk about this guy. Yep, like it's just a very I don't know. Yeah, I heard uh, an interview that Patricia Bergeron had with Elliot Freeman on uh, their podcast. We won't name because they're not very good. <clears throat> yeah. right, you don't um, help the yeah. competition. That's two thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two thoughts and two brain cells. Uh, yeah. Something like that. But um, no. They kind of put Bergeron in a bad spot when they, I mean, you're asking him straight up. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, ownership kind of did this, but M- management. Or, yeah, management kind of did this, but he's being very careful with his words. Obviously, you can tell that he wanted nothing to yeah. do with it. And obviously, for the team, this is not a good thing. I think he said something like, I don't want him in my locker room, or he won't be allowed in my locker room. Or yeah. Like so it's like the line's been pretty well drawn. I don't know why management didn't talk to the players, didn't talk to Batman, didn't talk to anybody before yeah. kind of making this game-changing decision. Like, this is a huge impact yeah. on their organization. It's yeah. almost like they thought they could just let it go under the radar. Yeah. You know? Like, it was, like, long enough, and it was just like, oh, people are going to forget. Exactly. Like you don't really forget about something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that the reason – the Arizona Coyotes were the ones that drafted him was because that was the year where they were penalized in the draft yeah. because of what was it? I- illegally tampering yeah. with players no, they, or they were illegally testing them before the draft. Right. So like they, they but lost after the combine, their, they lost their first three picks 
And then in the fourth round, they took Mitchell Miller because he slipped so far. Because because no one wanted him because of the, yeah, the background. Exactly, yeah. So they took him, and then it did not take long after that draft for the NHL to say, no, yeah. you're not taking him. Yeah. So th- that was found out. And, yeah, it, was, it almost felt like the Bruins thought they'd outweighed the situation. Mm-hmm. It was like they went, oh, yeah, that, that was news a long time ago. You know, no one's going to remember that. Well, they did. You know, and, and even you, you were talking about Bergeron speaking out against it. Brad Marchand, known as maybe one of the least classy on-ice players in the NHL, also spoke out against it. But widely considered, somehow, one of the nicest guys off the ice. Yeah, I, I like, he keep has hearing... a reputation of being a super nice guy. I mean, off yeah, the if ice. you see him in, like, interviews and stuff like that, like, he just wants to have a good time. Like, yeah. he's just having but fun. You know also, what? Have you guys ever watched, do you guys know what Nesson is? N-E-S-N? It's another Expo 86. Jesus. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, so Nesson stands for the New England Sports Network. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. if you're watching, um, like, Sportsnet or TSN from 4 to 7 p.m. on a night where the Leafs don't play, then a lot of times they'll grab the Nesson feed of a Boston game. Right, that's the broadcast they'll use. Exactly. So, but what I find really cool is that they'll also give you, like, the, um, not the commercials, but they'll give you, like, the... The, the Boston Bruins marketing material. So right. like you'll see, like they'll do split screens and they'll show like some marketing stuff and they do a lot of really cool things with the players. And a lot of times they'll use Marshan because he's such a good character. Right. And you can tell from those like videos and promotional material that he's actually a really funny guy that's really likable. So it's really weird to see the contrast between him on the ice versus off the ice. Well, I hear that a lot about players that are that style, though. Like, I can't tell you how many like documentaries I've seen or where they do like behind the scenes stuff. And all these guys say this stuff that usually it's the guys that you hate playing against the most because of how maybe on the edge they are. Mm-hmm. They end up being the nicest guys off the ice. Yeah, Tom Paul, Wilson, Paul Bizanet. Yeah. yeah. Alex Burrows. I was going to say He's literally in our ring of honor. Yeah. yeah. Ha- have I ever told you guys a story about how I met Alex Burrows? Just before we get to that, though, let's, oh, just, sorry. L- yeah, l- yeah. let's just wrap up the yeah. whole yeah. Mitchell Miller okay. thing. So there you go. Biggest goof of the week, Don Sweeney. Go ahead. Right, so the Alex Burroughs thing. So I, you know, as a season ticket holder, my family was season ticket holders. I was a bit younger then. I went to a lot of like signing events and whatever, and I'd probably gotten his autograph a few times. And he always seemed, you know, he'd he'd take his time. He'd shake your hand. He wasn't like one of the guys that just kind of keeps his head down, signs whatever you put in front of him and just kind of shoes you along to the next one, right? And I never really got to talk to him though. And after his, it was announced that he was traded me, I'm, I'm a bit of a Jersey collector for the Canucks. I went, oh, that's awesome. Or sorry, not that's awesome. I, I did, sorry. <laughs> oh, good, they I, traded I, him. No, no. <laughs> I, God, my jersey's going to be worth some. <laughs> no, quite the opposite. I didn't actually have a Burroughs jersey yet. And that's why I was thinking, oh, good, I can finally go get one because when the Canucks trade a player, all of their stuff goes half price at the team store. So I was like, okay, sick, I'll go get a jersey. So, so Marcus is cheap and a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to argue with that, but I can't. So anyway, so I, I head down to the arena and I, I go into the team store and I'm like, hey, are, are the Burroughs jerseys marked half off yet? And they were literally still putting the sign out that said that it was on the sale rack. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And as I'm in there buying it, I look at the TV and Alex Burroughs is on TV doing his exit press conference with the team. And I was like, oh, that's good. So I stayed and watched with some of the team store employees, which was Kind of fun, actually. They were telling me all about, like, how the players are in there and just that he he's always been super nice. So, anyway, it wraps up, and I'm like, wait a minute. He's in the building 
and he's done his press conference. This means he's going to leave soon. So I walk down around the side of the stadium to like the garage exit that's like in the back alley behind the stadium. It's like a really sketchy area. But I go back there. Sure enough, there's, I'd say like eight or nine other fans that are also there waiting for him. And one older lady was just bawling her eyes out. Like she lived for Alex Burrow. She was wearing a black skate Alex Burrow's jersey that he had signed and written like a paragraph on. Like this, they clearly had some connection. It's commitment. Oh yeah, huge. (laughs) But anyway, so we wait there for, I'd say a half hour to 45 minutes and few people drive out, including uh, Jim Benning, who traded him. He got some pretty good booze on his way driving (laughs) out of there. People were not too happy with him. A few cars later, Burroughs comes out, pulls over his car, starts directing traffic around his car, because he's blocking like most of the parkade entrance with his, he had some big black SUV, starts directing traffic around, came out and talked to everyone. Just individually, one-on-one, wanted to hear our stories, wanted to hear why we were there, like just a top tier guy. Uh, anyway, signed the jersey for me right there. I, I told him that, you know, the slaying the dragon, that was the thing that really hooked me on this team. He he said he couldn't, he appreciated it so much and that he was really going to miss this city. And he told me that Vancouver would always be his home. So I, I thought that was a really cool thing to for him to do. What a cool shot name, slaying the dragon. Like that's just, that's such a sick, like, shot name yeah like i don't know what else to call it play-by-play call yeah most most goals don't have like a name yeah you know or the names that they have are like the goal against this team yeah or the thing where this guy did this the only one i can really think of is like maybe bobby Orr flying through the air i mean you got the bobby Orr. you got like the the mario lemieux going to i think it's the northern stars yeah but again these aren't names that's just you're just describing what happened yeah what a goal what a move oh baby that was the yeah it's connor mcjesus (laughs) (laughs) it's connor mcdavid (laughs) (laughs) who's that one harmer ryan saying 15 of the best connor mcdavid (laughs) In the neutral zone yeah. calls of all time. Here comes Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, he, he picks up the puck behind the net. Connor McDavid. It's like, oh yeah. man, all right, he's gonna score. Yeah, he, <laughs> he steps off the ice. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him so many times skate half speed from his own goal line to his own blue line, dish the puck off, and go for a change. Yeah. And it's like, what are you commentating this from the bench? It's like, here comes McDavid to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. He must be tired. <laughs> Getting a much needed rest. <laughs> Remember to hydrate. Yeah. Well, speaking of hydrate, I think it's time that we take a little break and uh, go hydrate. Sure. And we'll be right back after another word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. And this week, in lieu of a fake sponsor, uh, we here at Vancouver Boys Studios would like to acknowledge that this month is November. November is, and always has been, an incredible campaign ran every November to raise awareness for men's cancers and, more broadly, men's health issues. As men who have all lost men in our lives way too early, November is a campaign that we fully support, 
And should you choose to make any sort of donation, you can find the link to their website in our bio on Instagram through our link tree. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Who's ready to get horny? <laughs> Who's already there? Ludeming. Let's ride. Bombs away. <laughs> Welcome back from break, everybody. <laughs> Jesus, I hope none of y'all had to hear that. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they won't get it, but uh, oh, welcome back man. from break. We have some. Evander <laughs> <laughs> Kane oh, news. I'm sorry, oh. I hit both buttons. Oh, I'm excited. What Evander what Kane news do we have? Well, we got clapping news and sad news, so we don't know if it's going to be good, but oh. uh, it is not good. Evander Kane Last game against the Tampa Bay Lightning took escape from Patrick Maroon right across the wrist and did require surgery. Um, the team did come out and say that he will be okay. Uh, he was going into surgery and everything, but they luckily caught it right away. Obviously, he went right to the bench. But uh, scary scene out in uh, in Tampa Bay. Super scary. I don't know if you guys saw the clip or not, but like even after Maroon like hit it. And you saw like a little bit of blood hit the ice. Like even he was like, get to the bench, like yelling at the Oilers bench being like, hey, like come get your guy. Yeah, it was, it, it took me a minute because I just watched the highlight on my phone and it took me probably four times of watching it to see when the skate even hit his wrist because yeah. it, it happens really quickly. And as you can imagine, because it's a skate blade, it's like a slicing motion. So it, it's not like he gets stepped on the blade just like drags over his wrist. So it didn't look like much, but man, you can see like after that happens, it takes maybe two seconds. And when he gets up, there is a pool of blood on the ice. Like it was a horrible, horrible scene. Did you guys see what a Vander Kane's wife posted after? Oh, uh, please. No. Wait, his, okay, his wait, wait, before his ex-wife, before you get to that, I just, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is his what? ex already sleeping with Pat Maroon? No. Oh, you guys didn't oh see him? She posted okay, after well, that. She oh. said all smiles and then posted her OnlyFans. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't see that? No. Oh my wait, God. Let me, let me make sure that this is correct. Oh, that that is, I guarantee it's wait, correct. Wait, 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 wait. No, because the whole Elon Musk thing with Twitter now, that might not be real. No, mm. it's real. Are you... Yeah, send, send me that sure? link. Send me that link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyler's gonna verify if that's really her OnlyFans. <laughs> I tried. Okay, I tried to DM her to get her on the podcast. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It's, it's not working very. Is that well. why you need him to check because she blocked us? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, okay. So it was on her Instagram. Saying, oh damn! Yeah, mm. only smiles over here while promoting her OnlyFans account after his injury. That is. Like, I know we've made a lot of jokes at her expense and at his, but. That is beyond disrespectful. Like, holy Christ. Yeah. Like, I mean, technically, there's no, like, she didn't directly link it to it, but it's hard no. to be, like, to post that after something like that happens. Yeah. yeah. So a quick update, too. He's going to be out for three to four months. I was three to five. Uh, oh, is it? Maybe. Yeah. I, what I saw said three to four. I'm, I'm sure there's different estimates for the recovery time. Pretty close to the season, though. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's going to be back, like... What? February, March? Yeah. Oh, there's potential to pull a Kucherov here. You think they make a trade? Oh, Orvat. 
Imagine. <laughs> that well, would imagine. be a place to go. Let's imagine. Go down that rabbit hole. There's no way the Canucks are trading Horvat to the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, there's but, no way the Oilers are looking at their team and going, you know what? We don't have enough of centers. No, <laughs> but the thing is, Dreisaitl can play the wing. Yeah. Yeah, they could, and, and they could move him to the first line. Imagine Bo Horvat well, would be a perfect fit for that yeah, team. Imagine a be. Horvat with Dreisaitl because they're both big bodies. Oh like nobody God. would get the puck off. Yeah, but like, what do we get in return from? The and then a Vander Kane on that line. Oh, McDavid I, would be your second line center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, that team could be nasty. Anyway. That power I mean, play would be disgusting. Oh, would okay, be well, nasty. before we go around about how disgusting the Oilers would be if they had Horvat, that injury was disgusting, and I really hope that you know. That he isn't out three to five months. I hope that they can get it sorted out and he can come back sooner. Because as crazy as Evander Kane is and his ex-wife has been, like nobody deserves that. No, not I at all. When no. I saw that injury, I thought, oh my God. Like that is it's scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The the other thing I have to say that was actually quite touching was uh, Evander Kane put out a really nice message, not only to the fans, but he really pointed out the Oilers and Tampa Bay Lightning medical staff, because obviously this game was in Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, he, he skates off on the Oilers bench and gets taken care of. But then behind the scenes, he was met with an army of Tampa Bay medical trainers and staff. Mm -hmm. So he said everyone was just first class. He said, despite how scared he was, he could tell that everyone was doing everything in their power to help him from both teams. So uh, really nice of him to point that out. And awesome of the Tampa Bay Lightning to have their guys jump in there, even for an opponent. Sorry, I was just getting ready to DM her. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. My man. <laughs> He's like, we're smiling too. How are you? What's <laughs> up, ladies? Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> More than one of her? <laughs> Probably. I was, uh, no, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's just it's devastating. I'm yeah. I'm glad he's okay though. I'm glad everything's working out fine and uh hopefully he can get back on the ice before playoffs, but you never know. Who knows? We could see Bo Horvat there. I don't think we will. <laughs> well, in other hockey news. Man, that would suck to have an injury like that. That would be terrible. Oh, scary. Could be worse. It sucks. Your team could have lost eight in a row. I don't know if that's I don't never know if that's worse. <laughs> I mean, but I think I do know a team that lost eight in a row. There's actually two. There's two that have lost eight in a row. Yeah, my team and Tyler's team. <laughs> really? Wait, the Flames and Blues have both lost eight in a row, including overtime losses. Uh, I was just Jeez. looking at it. St. Louis has lost. Uh, no, Calgary's lost seven in a row. One, two, three, four. Oh, no, they've lost six in a row. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. St. Louis has lost ten in a row. No. Including overtime. They only have eight losses on the no, that's season. That's impossible. They're three and eight. <laughs> yeah, and they have no overtime points. One, two, three, four. L like five, from, six, from losses. They've got no single point games. Well, they're going to lose their next two seven, games. Seven, eight, oh, okay. nine, ten. Are you counting preseason maybe? And no, because there's no wins in between. Weird. Anyway, your guys' teams suck. They've lost... Okay, so the Blues have lost eight in a row, and the Flames have lost six in a row. Mm -hmm. And despite how bad you want to say the Canucks are, oh. they are tied with your Nashville Predators. Yeah, I know. Who just got absolutely pumped by the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, they are 13th, or sorry, they are 26th and 27th, respectively, in yeah. the NHL. It's kind of crazy how, like, 
all four of our teams we were expecting to have really good seasons, you know, come close to leading their divisions and making the playoffs. And your guys' teams suck. No one ever, and I mean ever, said that the Preds were going to come anywhere near leading their division. Oh, yes. However, I didn't have them making the playoffs. (laughs) We did think that uh, if the Predators were going to be competing with anyone for first in the division, it would be the Colorado Avalanche. We were sorely mistaken, as it is the powerhouse Winnipeg Jets leading the Central right now. Yeah. They are sixth in the NHL. Jesus. All right, so which team are we ripping into first here? You're already halfway there on mine. (laughs) All right, well, I'll keep the train going with the Preds. (laughs) There's just nothing good about this team right now. (laughs) Goaltending's been bad. Defense has been bad. Offense is... Well, actually, we went to the game, and I didn't recognize half the players on the team. Like, no offense. I... I mean, I can't really say much because my team sucks too, but, like, it's just teams that shouldn't be bad are being terrible. Well, a, a big uh, similarity between all of our teams are, are goaltenders thinking that we have amazing goaltending and they have been shit in the bed. Yeah. Well, look, look at Bennington was very much – people were upset he didn't win the Calder his first season. Yeah. Nonetheless, the best. I don't think anyone saw it coming into this season. Bennington was going to be a good goalie, though. No, but no one thought he would be. He was going to be terrible either, right? Look at Demko. <laughs> well, okay. Some people thought he was going to be terrible, but most people thought he was at the very worst middle of the pack, mm-hmm. right? And he has not been. Markstrom has had big struggles this year. We don't need to keep going into the Demko thing. He's been awful. What's up with UC Soros? Why are all these goalies that, aside from Bennington, are supposed to be really good, just shitting the bed game in, game out? I mean, I'd love to tell you. Obviously, I don't have the answer, but maybe it's something to do with just, like, the book's out. You know, like, shooters know where to go. You know, UC Soros isn't a flawless goalie. He's small. Obviously, we've talked about that to death. Um, I don't remember talking about that. He overcompensates for his size by coming too far out of the net. Um, he also just hasn't been seeing the puck very well. He's being over-tested, right? He has to stop nearly 40 shots a night. Yeah. Maybe he just needs um, glasses. The other if thing, he can't see the puck. He, he should have gone to Spec Savers. He, I heard Spec Savers <laughs> has great deals. Shout out Spec Use code, van- use code Vancouver Boys Garrett. Yeah. What? Use code Vancouver Boys Because every, yeah. every game, it's... Uh, like they have all their stuff and it's brought everything's brought to you by spec savers. Ah, I gotcha. So yeah. Yeah. Vancouver boys tend to save 10% off your next pair of specs. Yeah, if you're desperado for a pair of glasses, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> Back to sh- crappy goalies. Right. Yeah. Um, no, we're it is, just it talking is. about John Garrett. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice man. I like that joke. Yeah. Uh, so if we're sticking on uh, Nashville, uh, UC Saros. Has, Why are we sticking on that? <laughs> out, of the, after the top, out of the top 50 goalies, UC Saros has the 49th uh, best save percentage Oof. at 892. Is Demko 50th out of 50? Where's uh, Jack Campbell on that list? I know he's not your goalie. But also, why is it a list like of 50? Jack Campbell just got a 946 last game. Probably, one one game. Game. Probably bumped those numbers up, right? Uh, oh, Jordan Bennington is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Bennington is 56. Oh, at, Jesus. That is like at, at the bottom of backups. Yeah, but if, no, if I remember correctly, Demko's is Demko like not 60, in the 70s? You know, I think he was 65. Uh, no, the 
out of 70 goalies for some reason. Uh, do you guys just want to take a guess at the worst goalie? Demko. Uh, Demko is 64 at Whoa. 874. That's 64th crazy. out of 70. Uh, I'm going to go with Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, no, he was you actually pretty good. need to stop hating dude, on I'm, Fleury. Dude, I'm his gonna, first like four games, he let in seven goals. I'm going to go with Vamelka. I don't think you guys are going to get this because he is injured. Oh. That Who? might. Uh, Matt Murray coming in at a 826. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And a four- Point zero five goals against. Holy <laughs> shit! But you know what? The Leafs will turn it around as soon as he comes back. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're going to score five goals a game. Hey, yeah. they've actually been playing quite well lately. Yeah, Calgary's their best goalie. He's their third stringer. Yeah, I mean it's it's real weird how the league has been set up uh, just to start the season. Like all of these goalies that. You know, we just thought that we were going to be so good to start the season. No one thought Matt Murray was going to be good. No, no, I mean, you got... Yeah, we came into the season thinking that the Leafs were set. This was their year now that they have Matt Murray. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I knew Carter Hart was going to be the best goalie in the league, for crying out loud. You no. did? No. You got, like, you got Thatcher Demko no. at 64. You got uh, Jeremy Swayman at 62. Jack Campbell at 58. Swayman. John Gibson, Jordan Binnington, like all these guys who we thought were going to be top tier goaltenders, just not playing well. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when we did our goalie rankings because we were all <laughs> chirping each other. Oh man, do not pull those up. <laughs> do not pull those I up. I almost want to now. Yeah, I know. Right? Would be like, so how, do you remember when we guessed God. how the first 10 games of the uh, season were going to go? <laughs> How's Tristan yeah. Jari doing? Because uh, I, I put him pretty yeah. high. <laughs> you had him top tier. He's at 34. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's better than the rest. Do you want to guess who has. The top two save percentages right now. Alex Stalock. No, it's it's gonna be like backups because they play only. A These small are two starters. Skinner. No, no, two starters. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, then I'm definitely going with um, Carter Hart. Carter and Hart is number two. It wouldn't be Thompson, would it? Nope. Anderson. Nope. No, it's the uh, who's the other Comrie. No, Comrie. Come on. Comrie's got good numbers. Yeah, but not top, best in the league numbers. Why don't you be like John Gibson? No, he's no, like no, no, he's no. like 60th. It's got to be oh. a really good team. It's Allmark? a young goalie. Linus Olmark? Nope. Young goalie. Young. On a good team, yeah. Oh, Georgia? Ottinger? Ottinger. Okay. Yeah. Ottinger to really? 952, uh, 1.4 goals against. Wow. Five wins, one loss. Carter Hart has not lost a game, by the way. That's insane. How crazy is that? There's a guy wow. I work with, and he's a Flyers fan. And right before the season started, Everyone in the building was just chirping him like nobody's business. <laughs> He's been on a tear. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> my my stepdad's a diehard Flyers fan. Yeah. He's got the freaking, I'm pretty sure he's got the logo tattooed on him. Yeah. They are still 13th in the league. Let's not, you yeah, know. Yeah, we were expecting, we were yeah, expecting we did not think they were going to be third but out of 32 teams. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I would like to point out uh, Logan Thompson with the ninth best overall save percentage. My rookie of the or rookie of the year. That Alex, you should have bet on. Could, yeah. I should have bet on. <laughs> what, what, were so what were the odds? What were the odds? It was like twenty three to one or something like oh. that. Oh, so mad. Yeah. Hundred dollar bet there would have looked pretty nice oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, there's okay. still no guarantee though. Anyways, Anyways yeah, it's it's only fifteen games into the season. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's gonna be swapped around in like a month from now. Well, I think there's one thing that we can be sure of, and that's that Tyler's team's the worst out of all of ours. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're pulling out <laughs> their their twenty. They're was tied for last in the NHL. Yeah. Just wait until Christmas comes around and uh, we bring Tyler's out a goalie out of the it. minors. <laughs> yeah, and he comes in and wins the Calder, <laughs> yeah. or at least puts up a bid. Yeah. Anyway, 
it's just crazy how much movement there is in the league in terms of good teams and bad teams. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good teams that should not be good. There's a lot of bad teams that should not be bad. Um, but there's a couple of teams I want to talk about that have not had a great week. Uh, we kind of touched on one, probably the worst teams, which were all four of our teams. Uh, but I want to talk about the New York Rangers because they have not had a, a good past couple games. Um, the Rangers are still considered middle of the pack, too, in the standings right now. They're 17th in the NHL with 15 points in 14 games. So they're just a little bit over 500. Yeah. But you're right. They have gone on a bit of a skid recently. Yeah, and no one's getting any points. Panarin and Zabinijad are washed up even on... Like after they started the year with like 11 points each in three games. <laughs> yeah, and Igor Shashirkin is not the same goalie that he was last year. Which we called. Yeah, we did. Like there was no chance of him being able, like he was still going to be a good goaltender, but he wasn't going to recreate what he did last year. Oh, last year he was like Superman. It, it was ridiculous. It was like no one could score on him. Every time the Rangers came to town, that was your biggest concern. It wasn't keeping the pucks out of the net. It was how the hell do we score on these guys? Yeah. Uh, another team I want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Penguins, who were off to an amazing start. We thought that this was, you know, the last hurrah, the the last dance. The last dance, yeah. Yeah, and it has been a really bad dance for them recently. <laughs> yeah. um, they started doing the Macarena. They, <laughs> they <laughs> lost seven straight, did they not? Yeah, they won tonight, but besides that, yeah, they, they beat lost, the Washington Capitals. Yeah, they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, they lost seven in a row. Yeah. So, do Tough we think go that for they, Jari. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't really God. know. <laughs> yeah, but put it this way, the Everyone keeps talking about how bad the Canucks are. The Penguins are one point ahead of the Canucks right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Which is crazy because they were like top of the league the first week. Yeah, when Pittsburgh came to Vancouver and we beat them, that a lot of fans looked at that as like the turning point. That was like, if we can beat these guys, we can beat anyone. We finally put it together, you know? Because we, <laughs> well, yeah, because like Alex said, when they came to town, they looked really good still, right? They were a team that you feared. Right now, they are not that team. They were a week and a half ago. They're not now. Uh, now we have teams that have had a really good week recently. Uh, we have the uh, Seattle Kraken winning the last five games. Jeez. That team looks nuts. They yeah, are on crazy. a tear. So the Preds went in and played Seattle right after they left here. I think it was on Sunday or Monday night. Yeah. And I remember watching that game and just being dumbfounded by how they've just completely shifted their game. Like they look like a well-structured unit now, whereas last year they were a little bit you know, more sporadic, but you know, now this season they're actually playing really well as a team and, and they made the, they made the Preds look terrible. Though in the off season, they picked up a bunch of in interesting pieces mm -hmm. like Bjorkstrand. I don't know if he was there originally or Burakowski who yeah, they brought no, in and yeah. then uh, Matty Beneers has, Finally yeah. getting a full season, and he looks really good. Yeah. Shane Wright's doing a great job riding the pine. Yeah. <laughs> the press box looks good on him. Um, yeah, that team, they just turned it around. They're getting solid goaltending out of Martin Jones. Yeah, that's the crazy part, I think. like People were laughing when they signed Martin Jones. Yeah. And now this, they're, both their goalies are injured, so Martin Jones has had to carry, and he's been doing a good job at carrying them. Absolutely. My mom won 117 bucks on him betting against the Preds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, 
She's like, put 50 on the uh, the Kraken for me for them to win in regulation. I'm like, what? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Paid out $117.50. Jeez. So, even my mom knows. When it rains, it pours on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another team I want to talk about that's been doing pretty good is the New York Islanders. Uh, in their last eight games, they are 7-1 and one right now. Oh. Been on an absolute tear. On the back of Ilya Sorokin. Yeah. I mean, he had solid numbers last year. What? But like, yeah. But like, who would have ever thought the Islanders? And it's been like so under the radar. Nobody's been talking about him. I haven't yeah. heard anything. Yeah. I told well, you all last year, trots for the Jack Adams. And here we are with the Islanders in fourth. <laughs> trots and Trotz is, is not their yeah, coach. But, but here say, they is, are. Is he even coaching? I, no, I believe the, the worst pick I had last year was I said they were my dark horse team yeah. for the cup. And then. Uh, well, I don't know if you remember this. But I remember you, everything. Oh, maybe we'll see. But when you made that pick, I remember saying it wasn't a dark horse. Because they made the conference finals two years in a row. That's right. You did say that. <laughs> like, that's what, yeah. So who looks worse? <laughs> uh, I think we. I think they made a lot of people look bad because yeah. I think we. That was not an unpopular opinion. It wasn't yeah. like people were like, "Wow, you're so crazy for picking the Islanders." Yeah. Like that was a very common yeah. thought. And it's funny because I think the only big move they really made was they lost Devon Taves, and their team just crumbled. Yeah, <laughs> that just anyway. shows Devon Taves is a unit. Anyway, there's just there's been so much movement in the standings lately, and it's really cool to see because there's a lot of teams that have had you know some pretty weak years leading up to this year that are actually starting to make strides, uh, and I'm really happy to see that. There, there's one stat that I want to bring up that I think would be quite funny. Uh, I know Marcus was talking about how uh, Besser is on pace for 61 assists and zero goals. Yeah, he, he's on pace to have a 61-point season and not score a goal. Well, Matt Barzell is on pace for a 87-point season. And they're all assists and no goals. Matt Barzell has not scored a goal yet? No. Zero goals, 15 assists in 14 games. So, Oh, he's played every game too? Yep. So he's never been injured or he just has not scored a goal? No, he has not scored. That's crazy. Playmaker. Man. Setting up Anders You you need a really good defenseman to shut a guy like that down. Yeah, he he didn't (laughs) score when I was on the ice. Did you say you lined up against him for one shift and then his coach said, nope, we're not doing that. We're not no, We're not risking your NHL career over <laughs> Jake the Thug Jude. <laughs> I wish people called me that. <laughs> uh, no, it was, I think it was, it was a couple shifts, but it was a playoff game and they were killing us. So he, he rode the pine that game, but just because they didn't need him to play. <laughs> um, the last team that I want to quickly touch on just because of last week who we had on, the New Jersey Devils have still not lost since last time we talked yeah. on this podcast. Jesus. I know. I almost wish that we had had Ryan Lepper on this week. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would have, his head would have exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wish you didn't have me on last week. I re listened to that episode, man. I sounded terrible. Yeah, I was, well, it's no different I was than every other week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I was pretty sick then, though. So, yeah, so sorry for everyone who listened to that. <laughs> Anyway. The commitment is there. Yeah. Ryan Leppard did a great job in my absence, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Dude spiked his phone at the no, ground. No, I was he trying. was looking at the New Jersey Devils. Just, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I wish we had Mackenzie Blackwood instead of UC Soros. <laughs> hey, man, Jesper Bratt's been having an awesome series, season. Yeah, yeah he's I been mean, killing it. That whole team is just so fun to watch. All without who we thought was going to be their best player. Yeah, Andre Platt. Yeah. 
Rip. So. Poor guy. Yeah. Why'd you say rip? He didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Because he got injured and he's his, been out. His career's okay. done. <laughs> yeah, it's turning point. All right. Well, I think that's just about all the time that we got for that. So we are going to. Did you, Did just, you just say, say time? time? We're not. We're not jumping into that time. All right. Come on. We're climbing the diving board. We're doing a 360. We're just doing a nice little jump into the inbox here. All right. We got a good question here. About it's not really the, a question. About the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. If Kuzmenko keeps up this pace, are the Canucks able to re-sign him? Nope. <laughs> yeah, we, we are talking about a 26-year-old in his first season in the NHL who at this point is on pace for 47 goals. My so, uh, prediction's looking pretty good. It is, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, a player like that, but before we discuss if the Canucks could resign him, what's a reasonable contract for a guy like that? Six by six. How, how much is Horvat making? Don't say that. How it, mu- it honestly is. How much is Horvat making right now? Five something. I think uh, because of his age, it is. But if he was younger, then a six by six would be crazy. Yeah, but I, I, I think say we give him twenty six years old. I say we give him a six by six. Yeah. I mean, we can afford that. Yeah. If, I would, if we I lose Horvat, here's the thing six. though. Like, let's let's be real. This guy is a absolute like poster child type deadline deal he's a poster child for the vancouver canucks we can uh, put him on posters all over the place i don't know i, I gotta be honest it, it, this is a bit of a hot take i've i've liked kuzmenko a lot so far a lot of his goals have just been tap-ins though they've been other guys doing all the work around the outsides and he just sits in the crease and redirects it it's not as easy as i think you're and right all the rest of them are deflections and we don't have one person that goes to the front of the net the way andre kuzmenko goes yeah, to the no. front of that the way he he moves the puck into the zone his speed his vision of the ice um his yeah he, he's he's way more than just a fire hydrant out there no <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not trying to say that that's what he is we've seen him score lots of ways but I'm saying the majority of his goals, they're not snipes from the circle. They're not him dancing through guys and walking in and shooting. They are letting other guys do the playmaking, and he sits there for the redirection. I'm saying he does that a lot. I'm not saying that's all he is. I, I do agree with Marcus, and I think it, it comes to the question of what would be easier to to either replace or get? Because I think if we trade Kuzmenko at the deadline, we can easily get a top four defenseman. Okay, well, a deadline deal, you're not getting a top four D. Yeah, you don't like think it's so. Just not, Cause, no, because no, another anyone who's a, picking a team's him not going to trade. Well, I guess unless 4D. you can get him to sign. Mm, I, here, here's my thing: if you're trading Kuzmenko at the deadline, there, there is no question about it. Not even close. He's going to a cup contender. His contract is stupid. He's not even making a yeah. million dollars. That's and that's the big problem contenders have is when they try to make a deadline acquisition, how do we fit this under the cap but not sacrifice all of the talent that we have, right? This is one of the fir- the only players in the NHL that, that you can bring onto your team and isn't going to cripple you money-wise, right? Which makes him extra valuable. Th- this is someone who is going to go to a top five team at the deadline if you choose to trade him. And for that reason... There's no chance you're getting a top four defenseman in return. You are getting high end prospects. Yeah, a contender's not going to be willing to part with any defense. They're not going to sacrifice defense for a little more offense. But you could get an A tier prospect for that. If you can convince a GM that the only thing you need to add to your roster to win a Stanley Cup is Andre Kuzmenko, I would bet every team there gives you their their best prospect or at least a top two prospect in their system. 
I'm I, trying to think of a team that actually has defensive depth. The the that one would trade. I, mean, I think maybe like the New York Rangers. They might have the depth where they can move a decent defenseman. Yeah, for Kuzmenko. That would want Kuzmenko. There's something yeah. I want to get back to real quick. With Kuzmenko's goals being tap-ins, or at least a lot of them. Yeah. How many players on the Vancouver Canucks score those type of goals over the last few years? Garland. On the power play. No, I, I, I agree with Tyler. Nobody. Like, like Nobody's he, in the right spot all the time he's for, got for a, these tap-ins. Yeah, he's got a place on this team for sure, and he does do a lot. But I also think like you could probably find a player to take that role. But we haven't. Yeah, but that, the Garland has been scoring. I think what Alex is trying to say is that's something where in the off season, that's something that you can make work. That's somebody like I, a Tyler Mott. I feel like could take over that. I think, I think we could get Kuzmenko to shoot the puck a little more and then expend Besser. Get rid of Besser's contract. Yeah, that's also a potential because, and we have talked about how Minnesota would likely be willing to overpay for a guy like that. And Kuzmenko can shoot. That's the thing. He hasn't shot a lot. But I, I don't yeah, know. We haven't develop, seen that in the NHL it, yet. Not if you much. can develop Kuzmenko, then yeah, that does make Besser expendable. But yeah. I mean, he's played. You're rolling the thir- dice. He's played 13 games. I mean, yeah. but by I, the time the trade, trade deadline comes, Kuzmenko could be sniping like normally. And we'll see, right? Like they're shuffling up the lines, right? Every night they shuffle up the lines. They're well, waiting and seeing. And as except soon for as, Kuzmenko's line. It, well, well, they well, moved them. Yeah, after the Tanner Pearson well, injury. Yeah, okay, sorry. When someone but gets once, injured mid-game, yeah. Once but, they make these these shuffles with the lines, like as soon as something starts to stick, that's when you'll be able to look at the future and go, okay, who's the odd man out, right? And that's how you'll be able to predict what's going to happen based on what lines they put together and what starts working. Yeah. What if they... Sign him to an extension, like, right now. Kuzmenko? I don't yeah. think he'd sign him. I don't think he would. No. You don't think so? And this I, I don't think... prove me season. Yeah, and I don't think the team would want to either because it would not be the first time a player has had a hot start and then fell off completely. Now, I know this is two different types of players. Look at Jonathan Dolan last year for the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This had Canucks fans near tears because they were so upset that we lost out on this guy for nothing. After two months, he didn't do anything and then went all the way back to Europe. He's not even in the league anymore. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if, even as great as he's been, I don't think I would sign him to a big contract right now. No, I'm not saying a big contract, but just to have that sense of security that he's not going to leave in the offseason, like give him like another I, one year or something. Like I don't, that, just I right don't think he will. I don't think he will. I leave. don't think he would. No, it's not in his best interest. Some, right? well, yeah. some of his best friends are on this team. Like him and Pod Colson are tight. Like they do all their interviews together. Like yeah. I think if the Canucks offer him anything decent, I think he stays just, just to, continue to play with pods and McCabe yeah, and, and you watch him give him time and he's going to develop 100 most players do yeah I think that the bottom line is no matter what angle you're looking at it from it is too early to make an actual decision on this you just need to see more Kuzmenko before you before exactly. you decide you got to give him some time yeah yeah so did you say time? <laughs> Sorry, did, how many times did you try to do it? I said it twice. Okay, shit. <laughs> it's all, that's always fun to listen to later when I'm like, shit, he said it. Th- Fuck, he said it again. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that. Okay, that's because cool. I try to sneak it in here and there, but yeah. yeah well, anyway, speaking up on the second one. I did, I did. And speaking of the time, I think it's time for Tyler's, Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be fake. 
It's been real every week. It's going to be fake. I don't know. I think no, it, being it hasn't been real every It week. being fake is just no, no. a safety net for when he can't actually find something. No, that's not true. I don't, I'm three for three right now, so I'm going for four for four. Okay. Okay. Because he can change stories to make them fake. That's true. I think it's going to be fake. This yeah, week. His eyes are kind of lighting up here. Like he's thinking of how, how can he make this more fucked up? <laughs> I think it's going to be fake. I'm going with fake. Or am I playing mind games? Florida man. Oh. Steals BMW after he is told that he is not allowed to buy it with food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, even if this guy had an, like, enough food stamps yeah. that he thought that the monetary value was the equivalent of a BMW. Like, what, what is this? Like an 03 yeah. BMW? No, this, this baby's brand new. Okay. <laughs> brand new off the top. My question the is like, what has he been eating? He's <laughs> 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 been collecting his food stamps, but yeah. never using them. I can get a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a car yeah like, like cereal box tops instead of yeah. those, you know? I mean, this <laughs> could just be a YouTube prank. Could be. Oh man, we convinced a homeless guy to <laughs> social. Or what is it? Where they start calling it social experiment or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's it's not where you 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 actually send a guy into a dealership with seventy three thousand food stamps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dressed up as a transient yeah. and took seventy three thousand food stamps. Rubbermaid bins full of stamps, <laughs> like wheelbarrow. I like that. I think this is a YouTube prank. I think this is real. Sounds like a. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a Mr. Beast video. <laughs> a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with it's real. Fake Rooney. <gasps> well, right, we're split. If you saw this guy's face, you would definitely not think it's a YouTube stunt. Okay. But it is real. <laughs> oh, no way. 100% real. Wow. So, wait, so was it a YouTube stunt or no? No, no it no, was, so it this was happened. legit. This guy, hundred percent legit. You know what? Props to him. I, hey, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try <laughs> again. Exactly. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Gary V? Oh, hundred percent. Gary V. He, he was like, he got pretty famous on TikTok, but he's oh, like, a, he just goes yeah. to garage sales and yells at people until yeah. they give him yeah. stuff. Yeah, he talks really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 super rich. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's made tons of money. Yeah. But, and there's that Canadian kid, or not kid? He's like in his twenties, but there's a Canadian guy that does like an impersonation of him. Yeah, he does such oh, a good probably, impersonation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah. Was like I went, I went to the doctor, and they said my blood pressure is too high. And I looked at them, and I said, "No, your, your blood pressure is too low. My my blood pressure is normal. Everyone else's blood pressure is too low." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and apparently, he is like he's a genius. What were you gonna say about Gary V? Though, like, why'd you bring him up? Oh no, just because like he's the type of guy that would unironically, like in a motivational speech, say, "You know what's free? Food stamps. So one food stamp every day." For 97 years, get you a car. <laughs> Be enough to get you a car. You can find that. Never work a day in your life. Just resell BMWs for cash that you buy with food stamps. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, that, that's why I brought him up. Is it, it's something that, like, it sounds like something he would suggest, yeah. but never expect anyone to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's hilarious. You guys ever do that thing in school where you have to, like, trade things and you start it's with called a pen? bartering. Yeah, bartering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I never got to do it, but I remember when that class would do it, because there'd be people running around the school with a pair of fucking scissors, like, <laughs> up, up, 
I'll, I'll trade your backpack for these scissors. <laughs> you know what we should do on our TikTok account? Barter? Yeah, yeah we yeah. should start with like a penny and see if like we can trade it all the way up to a new studio. <laughs> new studio. I thought you were going to say like some hockey jersey yeah, or something. Or I was thinking like tickets to a game. Oh, no, we, we got to think bigger. Okay. Well, you got to reverse engineer it. You got to start with what you actually want. And then think, okay, who owns that? What do they want? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So now it's not how do how do we get a studio? It's how do we get cocaine? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys. Fill the needs of the people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, for uh, for any serious inquiries. Yeah, or, on that note, for or, anything serious. Or, yeah, or, like or cocaine. cocaine <laughs> uh, you can reach us at uh, VancouverBoysPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, but no, if you guys want to check out any of our social medias, it's VancouverBoysPodcast. Podcast. Did you just forget what we are? <laughs> Vancouver Podcast. Boys. Vancouver Boys TV show. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> Vancouver Boys the musical. <laughs> no, Vancouver Boys podcast on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, and Vancouver Boys underscore on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, was, I was trying to think about like all the. Um, oh yeah. Social medias before I even finished talking about. So I was just like, oh, Vancouver Boys, and then I was like, oh wait. There's something that I need to say before I say, like, TikTok and stuff. Yeah, I, I have this trick where, like, every time when I'm about to say the handles, I'm, like, with the Vancouver. And I'm, like, what the fuck are we? Boys. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yeah. wait, what, what, what are we doing here? Podcast. That's right. right. It's kind yeah. of self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah we uh, were not creative with our names. We're the Vancouver no. Boys Podcast. I'm Canucks Videos because I make yeah. Canucks Videos. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. we're very creative people. Who put right? me in charge of naming things? This was a bad idea. Yeah, it was. But now we can't go back on it. <laughs> yeah, so it's too late now. I kind of like it, though. It's simple. It's easy. Yeah. And, hey, just before we go, I want to make another note on uh, supporting Movember. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show and in the break, you can find the link to their website in our link tree on Instagram. It's a big, you know, super important to all of us. And if you'd like to support, it would mean a lot to us. Yeah, we, we're not affiliated with it, so we we can't really track donations or anything. We're not getting a cut from any of this. Jesus, this goes yeah, straight, no. straight to the guys who need it. So uh, thank you guys for supporting it. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, my PayPal is Jordan Orlo. <laughs> yeah. And also we should mention that your donation doesn't have to be monetary. Just grow a mustache and wear that for the month. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it spreads awareness of the cause and brings attention. So... Who doesn't that like helps. mustaches either? What's that? Who doesn't like a mustache? Exactly. Yeah, I don't think anyone doesn't like I can't them. think of a single person that doesn't like mustaches. Me either. Especially since Top Gun came out. Yeah. I think it's about time we uh, we trim these mustaches down and get the flock out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. No, we're not, oh, actually. <laughs> say, say goodbye in German. What? <laughs> it's goodbye in German. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh boy. We're not actually using that, right?